So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Facility Management Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Javier. All right, so about a few weeks ago, we had um, a retreat that we typically have once a quarter with our leadership team. And so we typically go off-site. Um, this time was uh, up in Breckenridge. Was it Breckenridge? Yeah, Breckenridge. Um, and it's, we do this because it allows us to not be in the environment of trying to put out fires every day at work. Like if you're not putting out fires at your company, then apparently you run a perfect company, but you should be putting out fucking fires almost every day because something should be going wrong. Um, not that you want it to go wrong, but that's just part of business, right? So with that, anyways, um, prior to this, um, this quarterly retreat, I was putting together some numbers and it's something I've been wanting to do for quite some time, but we weren't able to do it because of how our sales team was tracking leads uh, and as they were going through the pipeline. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to calculate what's called pipeline. And so calculating pipeline is easy and then difficult because the sales team and the marketing, marketing team both have to be on the same page. And what I mean by this is that like, we both have to agree what is a lead, what is a marketing qualified lead, what is a sales qualified lead, and what are the different stages of these of, 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 of all this, and then what's a customer. And so it, this takes time because you have to all be in agreement. And I, I'm gonna tell you this right now, if you're a marketing leader, you need to come to the table with ideas but allow sales to drive the direction. But like you need to come to the table with ideas and say, hey, I need you to operate in this box and then let sales, okay, so this is what you need. So therefore, if I have to operate in this box, I'll do what I can to create what you're asking for. And so that's what we did um, to do this. Like So you as a facility company, you need to understand that if you're a marketing leader and you're trying to calculate pipeline, you need to know exactly what your end goal is, okay? And then you need to articulate that correctly to the sales team so they understand what you're trying to do and not screw them up and, and, and piss them off. And then you need to say, but if we're gonna do this, I need to track it correctly so I can see what's working and not working. And then I say, and then, then what you need to say is like, the reason we're doing this is that it allows us to make future bets and projections on revenue. And they're like, okay. So when we understand that we're generating pipeline on a regular basis and how much we're generating, we can then make calculations of what we typically convert every single month. And so like if we generate, say, a million dollars in pipeline, we know that we can convert that into you know 25% of that. And so that comes out to be a quarter million dollars in actual projected revenue, okay? So this is how we did it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really put a caveat to this. This is how we did it. 
you need to see how it's going to work for your company because you're going to have different stages. Okay. So this is customizable. It's not like set in stone. You have to do it like this. So just understand that it's always going to be different for every company. Okay. Because there are some facility companies that are going to be selling products. Okay. Like you might sell filters and stuff like that. All right. And so that's going to be a different setup than maybe um, a facility company that offers services. Okay. Does this make sense? And so you got to understand that it's not a, you know, it's not like a, a, catch, a catch-all kind of approach, right? So this is how we did it. Is we basically have two major stages, or I'm sorry, two major um, qualifiers, or actually three. Let's, let's call it three. And then we have like in between two of them are like stages in there, right? So any, any person that's a, we have leads, we have marketing qualified leads, and then we have sales qualified leads, and then the final stage is customer, all right? So really it's four stages, I think. So we got leads, marketing qualified leads, sales qualified leads, and then customer, okay? Got that? A lead is anyone that puts in any kind of contact. So they put in a, a name, phone number, email, and the, the name could be real. The phone number can be fake. The email can be fake. That's still a lead. Okay, you're like, well, that's not, that's not a lead. I, just, just bear with me. In our world, we're calling it, for our company, we're calling that a lead. Okay, because it generated someone's interested in something. They might see something at the end that, like, that might get them to go back through it and become a marketing qualified lead. So a marketing qualified lead is a contact that has a real phone number and or a real email address. All right, does this make sense so far? So a real phone number and or a real email address. That means that we put people that are contacts, that are leads, into a software before they enter a certain pipeline on our website or on our CRM that verifies the email as well as the phone number. Now, this verification process isn't 100% perfect. It does screw up, right? It's it's just what it is. But it's enough to give our team like, hey, this is a real phone number, this is a real email address, and they can contact them accordingly. Okay, got that so far? So we basically have leads and then we have marketing qualified leads, which is someone that has a real email address and or a real phone number. Now for us, having a real phone number is way more valuable than a real email address because our sales team can then talk to them and kind of go through their questions, concerns, and that sort of stuff. Take them through the sales process, right? Now we've got that next stage or next level, which is a SQL, which is what we call a sales qualified lead. A sales qualified lead is someone that has been pitched by the sales team. And they're like, yeah, this is, I, I think I have a chance of closing this deal. Okay. So they've pitched them, whether they close them or not, they've been given a full pitch. All right. So that's a sales qualified lead. And then a customer is then going to be someone for us that literally just pays us a deposit. Okay. Now, they don't pay us the full project, okay, but they pay us a deposit to get things kind of going. Now, again, understand this is how we're structuring it for us. 
you guys might be doing it differently. You might be doing like just like a, a discovery call, all right, and then an opportunity, and then a sales qualified opportunity or sales qualified lead, and then a customer. Like you might have several stages that you go through. Okay, like I know I, I get a friend that works for JLL, JLL Tech, and um, he has different stages that he takes his his leads through, and it's a longer sales process. Ours, it's a relatively short sales process, okay? So just kind of bear with me here. Now, within the MQL, the Marketing Qualified Lead, we have three tiers, okay? And then the same thing within the Sales Qualified Lead, we have three tiers. The Marketing Qualified Lead, we have a tier one, which is just an MQL, all right? A Marketing, marketing Qualified Lead. Leads can live and die there. So they can basically never respond to an email and never respond to a phone call or a text message, all right? And they just stay there. So it's still a marketing qualified lead. So it's a real phone number. It's a real email address because there was no bounce backs, all right? There was no like, you know, this text message didn't go through, like none of that stuff. The phone number went to a real voicemail, all right? Or it really rang to a real person, but they never answer the phone. They never reply back to anything. We consider that as a level one or tier one marketing qualified lead, all right? Because they didn't go anywhere. Now, uh, a level two is a marketing qualified lead um, that is not interested. So they reply to an email, they reply to a text message, or they answer the phone, okay? And they talk to the salesperson, they're like, yeah, just looking at pricing, not interested. And that's it. Like there was no true pitch, none of that stuff, all right? Usually it's personal to me like it's just too expensive. I, I saw what the price is, not moving forward. So we move that a slightly higher. Why? Because the person actually answered, replied back. So it's a slightly higher quality lead than someone that doesn't reply to anything. Okay. All right. And then now we have an, uh, a, an MQL three, which is the third tier. And that level is like, hey, I am interested Call me back in a week. Call me back in an hour. Call me back in a month, okay? And so the salesperson is like, okay, cool. So you are interested in moving forward. There was no true pitch given. I'm going to queue you up to call back on Tuesday or on you know next month or whatever it is. So that's slightly higher because this person is actually interested in making a decision. It's just the timing wasn't right. Like they were busy or whatever, all right? Does that make sense so far? That's how we've classified our marketed qualified leads, those three tiers. An MQL1, which is someone that doesn't respond. An MQL2 is someone's like, hey, I'm not interested in any of this stuff. An MQL3 that says, hey, I'm interested, but call me back later, okay? So now we go into the next stage, which is gonna be our SQL or sales qualified lead. This is where the sales team is gonna say, hey, of what you gave me of these marketed qualified leads, this is what I consider as like actual qualified leads. So this is their opportunity to kind of hold marketing accountable, okay? They can be saying like, hey, marketing, you guys are giving us shit leads. Um, like, yeah, you generated 3,000 marketing qualified leads, but really only 50 of them are sales qualified leads. This is complete dog shit. Like, it could be literally be that, okay? So it, you as a marketing leader, your goal is not to optimize for leads, is not to optimize for marketing qualified leads. Your goal is to optimize for sales qualified leads. That's what you're going for, all right? Make sense? 
So with these sales qualified leads, we have three levels as well too. So level one is gonna be pitch not interested. So basically the person was like pitched everything, they, they, they heard, heard everything, um, the uh, salesperson went through the objection process and still nothing, like nah, just not interested. Okay, cool. So it was a qualified lead, all right? Could sales have done better to try to close that? Yeah, possibly. Could marketing have done better to try to um, get those people more educated to be interested? Yeah, possibly. But at the end of the day, sales had their opportunity of pitching this person and didn't get closed, okay? So we put them in an SQL1, pitched, not interested. All right, now there's two other levels, which is SQL2. And SQL2 is gonna be pitched, interested, and then it's gonna be a, um, or AE follow-ups. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, automated follow-ups. All right, that's what it is. Pitch, interested, automated follow-up. So this is like the person that says, yeah, I am interested, I like this. I need to talk, I need to talk it over with my business partner. I need to talk it over with my boss. I need to talk it over with my spouse. So then what we have is we have automated emails from the sales team that goes out over the course of like, I think two or three weeks that essentially sends these contacts emails to kind of like push them further down the pipeline to get them to make a decision, okay? And at the end, it's like, hey, just let me know, like one, two, or three, are you interested? Yes, one, no, two, no, three, funds, and other solution. When you do that, then you get people to make decisions a lot quicker. And then, so that's SQL2, all right? And that's a pitched, interested, and then automated follow-ups. And then SQL3 is pitch, interested, marketing follow-ups only. So this is where the sales team will follow up with no automated sales emails, okay? And they'll do their own follow-up on their own, where they will call them or email them or text message them on their own. However, they get marketing emails, very vanilla emails, all right? Once a week, that just talks about different things, all right? Like these are marketing emails that do very well, that pushes people over the edge. It does, it does great. Now, we do this because it gives the AEs control of the conversation and the narrative. So there's not emails going out that's like, oh, I didn't really send that email, but since you're in this workflow, you got this automated email. It's not. It's none of that stuff. It's, it's, so the AEs are responsible for like monitoring these numbers. All right, monitoring the the leads. Now, if someone becomes a customer, it's because they gave us money. That's pretty much what it is. So now we have these SQLs one, two, and three. I consider an SQL three the highest quality lead because that means that the sales team is working that lead accordingly. Okay that they, don't, they no longer have to depend on automated emails that I wrote that comes out on their behalf, okay? And so we've, we've done this like this very strategically. So now our sales team works to leads accordingly. So now once a month, I'll look into how many MQLs we created. So like example, last month we generated like I think 2,800 leads, okay? And of those leads, I think 75% of them were marketing qualified leads. So what does that come out to be? Let me see, hold on. 
2800 times 0 0.75, 2100 um, marketing qualified leads, all right? So that means that a valid email phone number was in there. And then of those, I don't remember exactly, but it was, I think it was like, probably like 15% of those 2100 were SQLs, sales qualified leads. So 315, okay? So now, here's the cool thing. They're closing the team anywhere from 20, no, anywhere from 35 to 50%. So let's just call it 40. So at 315 sales qualified leads times 0.4, they closed 126 accounts. That's a lot. And so I look, my number that I'm judging myself on is the SQL to customer. The SQL to customer because if they're closing at above 25%, we can call that as what we what like that 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 those leads we can call that hero pipeline high intent revenue opportunity and high intent revenue opportunity is going to be like people that you know your sales team typically closes at 25% or more so here and and so like this is kind of what i'm trying to say when you calculate pipeline of those 2800 leads that i that i generated our average like Per vehicle rate is like I don't know twenty two fifty, so I, I I put about six million dollars in the pipeline. Okay, not, obviously not all of it converted. That's how you can. That's how you start creating pipeline for your company, for your facility company. Is you find out what your leads are, and you say okay, this is what pipeline looks like. And then you start calculating conversion rates to each of these stages. So like the conversion rate of lead to MQL, the conversion rate of MQL to SQL. And so you can say like, this is pipeline, this is sales opportunity, this is hero pipeline, and this is closed, closed one. And you can then start calculating future revenue and then you can then start looking at your revenue for that month and be like, this is within 5% or 10%. Now to do this, you need to do this for like three or four months consistently knowing that the sales team is gonna be using these different stages regularly and hold them accountable. So you as the marketing leader should be having meetings with the sales team and be like, okay guys, this is what I calculated, this is what I've got, this is how it's looking like, this is not bad. Or what are we doing differently? With that, you start getting on the same page. And all of a sudden, sales and marketing are now, are now responsible for a revenue number versus sales and marketing being completely separate. Like marketing is responsible for leads and sales is responsible for closing. So now all of a sudden, like in order for sales to hit the revenue number, marketing has to bring in qualified leads. Like it, it makes a huge difference. And not just qualified leads, Qualified leads that we know are going to convert at 25% or higher. Does this make sense now? So I want you to understand that calculating pipeline is difficult to get to. Like I told my team this, like, guys, we need to start doing this. And for a while, they're like, it's not that important. I'm like, no, we need this. 
This is how you're going to hold me accountable. Okay. I wanted this. I wanted this because this is how you measure my success. And so I made it very clear. And so we did a rough first um, draft or rough first version um, during this retreat. And then we have now a new version, not the new, but a refined version because now I see how they're moving things around and I've got all those numbers. And then we're going to see how November pans out and we'll do, we'll run some numbers again in, 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 in November or I'm sorry, um, in December for November's numbers and then December. So that'll give us four months because we've been doing this in September, October, November, December. And then we'll be able to say, okay, these numbers are pretty accurate or, or not. And we'll have to reevaluate. But at the very least, it does two things. It helps the marketing team know where to put future dollars into marketing. It helps the sales team know on the leadership side of like, hey, you have a lot of people in this stage. Why? And then the sales team is going to be more accountable on certain stages. Hey, you have a lot of people on, on, on um, pitch not interested. What's going on? Like, we should probably look at your, your pitches a little bit more. Do you see what I'm saying now? So these are just different ways on how to really hold like departments accountable, but then you're both working together for a common goal, which is revenue. Okay. You do this. I can tell you right now, your CEO is going to be ecstatic. All right. The sales and marketing team are going to be completely aligned. They, we, we all know, you know, how alignment is so important and if you have investors, oh my gosh, you're gonna be eating this shit up. Because then now they're like, oh, you guys are really crunching your numbers. You guys are on top of this. And that's exactly what you're trying to do there. Okay, so anyways, that's how you calculate pipeline. That's how you calculate future pipeline. That's how you calculate what's called a hero pipeline. Um, it's a very rudimentary kind of setup on how I did it. Other companies, more in the SaaS space, so like if you're like a CMMS, you might um, be doing it a little bit differently. Nothing wrong with that. But just understand, like, this is how it works for us. You got to think about your business and your company and what works best for you. All right. So once again, my name is Javier. Thanks for listening. Three things in the podcast I always ask for. Number one, please give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Number two, please share this podcast with somebody else. That's how our podcast has been growing. And number three, um, please connect me on LinkedIn. So I connect with most people on LinkedIn. That's probably how you found this podcast. However, if you got introduced by somebody else, um, reach out, connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great one.